Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are stressed out from their busy lives of flying around in private jets, eating five-star meals, and getting six-handed massages. It's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. You can help take the edge off by donating to the Royal Relief Fund. I never thought that this would be easy, but I thought it would be fair. The Royal Relief Fund is your chance to help whiny, entitled do-nothings survive their woe-is-me charade of a life. It's not enough to just survive something. Like, that's not the point of life. For just $283,000 a day, you can give a British royal things they desperately need to survive, like 30 assistants, five personal chefs, and a string quartet to serenade them while they poop. Because not many people have asked if I'm okay. The Royal Relief Fund, connecting gullible fools like you with self-important clowns like them for over five years. I believe that together we can make America great again. Oh, girl. Well, if we're going to make America great again, Sean Barry, producer Sean Barry. Yes. We've got to start by fixing Halloween. It's Halloween. Yes. Happy Halloween, Sean well, Barry. Thank you. Happy Halloween to you, Jimmy. Good to see you. Uh, name of the program, for those of you listening for the first time, which is all of you. Nobody listens twice, let's be honest. Uh, everybody Calm Down. Hosted by me, Jimmy Fela, Head writer for the Kennedy program on Fox Business. You can watch us Monday through Thursday at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. You can also hear me twice a week. As the host of Blue Rush, working for the NFL, the uh, New York Giants, New York Post football podcast. I will be interviewing Mark Bavaro today, New York Giants legend, Sean Barry. Yes. Uh, but not on this show. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Sorry, you don't, you don't get that today. Uh, you get comedian John Moses, who is pound for pound an act I enjoy more than anybody. With the exception of Nick DiPaolo, I don't know anyone who's offended more people than John Moses. Hmm. And I am not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a good way. I, I go out of my way to bring these types of comics onto the shows because, one, they're true originals and true artists because they're not letting outside forces tell them what they can and can't say, which I respect the shit out of. But, two, I want to showcase the fact that these are the kind of guys that tell jokes that will get certain people upset. But they're getting upset from afar. You can't meet Nick DiPaolo. You can't meet John Moses and be offended. They're delightful people. Mm -hmm. you know. So the point is... I like to make a point of showcasing them because I think, you know, as they say, sunlight is the best disinfectant. Well, in this case, it is. Although John Moses can't handle a lot of sunlight because he's a ginger <laughs> from Canada. I don't want to hurt the guy, but I'm excited to have him on the show today. Happy Halloween, Sean Barry. So exciting. Um, you know, we have kids. Lincoln Fela is going as Dwight Schrute. Fantastic. From the, the office. <laughs> he look, he's a good-looking Dwight Schrute, too. I got to see him the other day in his costume. It's, it's impeccably perfect. It could be Dwight Schrute's, like, offspring. The, with the parted hair oh. and the glasses and the... Perfection. Yellow the yellow shirt, the brown suit. I yeah. mean, really, Jenny Fela and Lincoln really took it somewhere this time around. <laughs> uh, what are your kids being? Uh, let's see. Jameson, my oldest, he's going to be like a skeleton, mm -hmm. you know, like a jumpsuit, just a skeleton. Dig it. He's one of the villains in Karate Kid. Exactly. That's yeah. what Johnny's henchmen were. I, I was choking the other day. Is he going like to go beat up, beat up the Karate Kid? Yeah, is he right going to beat up the new kid in the park? <laughs> Run him off the road on his bicycle? What else? What's Jackson uh, going to be? Let's see. What's Jackson? He's got this one of those inflatable costumes, so it looks like he's being carried around by an alien. Oh, I know those where you like put your arms in it, but it yeah, looks like yeah. feed and yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool one. Yeah, That's hip. He, he put it on the other days running around the uh, running around the living room and just uh, cracking us all up was hysterical. I can mess with that. Uh, let's see. Uh, Maceo, what the heck is he going to be? Oh, uh, yeah, Marshmallow. Oh, 
the right. DJ. Uh, DJ, or maybe he might be a Fortnite guy. Yeah, that's know. what I mean. He's a DJ oh, okay. who is also like an avatar on Fortnite now. Okay. And yeah. he, he DJs with a marshmallow on his head. Right, right. We could do a whole sideshow about DJs and how, how did they become a thing? I don't know. They don't even make the music. Right, They're right. just hitting play. They really are. And pu pumping their fists. Pumping their fists, dealing knobs. ecstasy, right. and making piles and piles of money. We're paying right. in cash. Yeah, a lot of money. Right. And uh, they don't actually do anything right. besides ecstasy. And and what's what's your beautiful daughter, Milena, be? Uh, Milena is going to go as a princess unicorn. A princess unicorn? Yes. Which I didn't know that was a thing, but it is. So it's like a unicorn. But she's like a princess with a unicorn horn. And she's also like royalty. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, that's kind of a Meghan Markle in a sense. We open the show with like a silly Meghan Markle sketch. There it is. She's kind of a princess unicorn yeah. in that um, <laughs> she's doing her own thing and yes. people are really like worked up about it. Right. You know, I first there was a charade like two weeks ago. Hillary Clinton was like, oh, I feel bad for Meghan. They're only hounding her because she's black. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, Prince Harry's mom, not black, mm -hmm. was hounded to death. Right. By the paparazzi. Exactly. Hounded to death. Actually died fleeing them. So it was a little bit of a reach on the part of HRC. But we're not doing that show. This is an apolitical show. We don't care if you're Republican. We don't care if you're Democrat. Just don't be an a-hole. We are Michter's guys. Mm -hmm. means we treat everybody right. But the Meghan Markle thing, though, I still, I find it so funny. And I've been talking about this chapter and verse on the radio and on TV that they're taking a break because life has gotten so hard. I'm like, mm -hmm. first of all... Every time they try to sucker punch you as a guy with the whole, you don't understand, she's a new mom, mm. which I don't doubt that she is. And I can't speak to the hormonal changes you go through and the stress and the desire to bond with a child. Yeah, so I don't, I don't take that away from her. Right. But I also resent the shit out of trying to compare her to a normal new mom. Right. She has like 51 assistants. You know who Jenny's assistant was when I was born? She had one assistant. His name was Jack Daniels. That was the only guy. <laughs> he showed up early, by the way. He got there. This is long before the Michter's days. Right. Jack was showing up early, and he was not Gentleman Jack, mind you. He was just Jack. And uh, that's all she had going for her. So I hate when they try to, you know, I hate the term normalize, but I hate when they try to normalize these people by making it sound like, oh, they're going through just what you're going through. I'm like, no, 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 they're not. That's right. the point. They're not. Yeah, my wife. My wife's a New York City public school teacher. Yeah. Has given birth to four children uh -huh. and is required to use her sick days in order to, you know, for the recovery yeah. time and then go back to work at some point uh, looking after a bunch of, you know, pre-K, kindergarten a, 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 kids. Whereas like a bad day for Meghan Markle is when one masseuse calls in sick. Yeah. So she only gets a six-handed massage <laughs> to wake her up in the morning before her nap and then her two-hour massage. Right. You know, it's like, come on, man. Right. And everybody doing this like, woe is me, uh, 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 oppressed thing. I just think, I think we're sending the wrong message, and it's a good Halloween's a good day for this jump off. It's like we're giving our struggles too much power over us when we're using them as like a shield, when we're using them as like a branding exercise to be like, look, I go through stuff too. Mm. You're not supposed to let your adversity define who you are, right. you know, and that's the part that drives me crazy. And when we get to a day like Halloween, where people are really like burning the country down over costumes and stuff, I'm like, yo, it's pretend, man. Right. Halloween was a kid's thing. And the only reason it's actually gotten so serious and offensive is because a lot of you adults are losers. Like, I understand you're trick-or-treating with a kid. You put on a banana costume. I don't know why it's on now, to oh, be very honest with you, but it's on and it looks well, weird. It is Halloween. It is. <laughs> and uh, But the point is, you know, we Halloween just it lost uh, every sense of what it is. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, 
it's either you're either someone's getting offended or someone's trying to quietly prove to the world that they could have made it in life as a sex worker if things had gone differently. Like, I love your slutty Mr. Rogers and, you know, all right. that stuff. SpongeBob no pants, right. as we call them. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see, I don't want to party with SpongeBob no pants. No. If I did, I would follow Anthony Weiner on Twitter. You know, like there's, I have options. I don't need to do it in person. It's upsetting to me. But uh, Halloween really has become this bastardized thing. So we're bringing on another parent right now is what we're doing on the show. John Moses, fantastic comic. We'll bounce it off of him. Mm-hmm. We'll chop it up a little bit because yeah. I'm concerned. Yeah, I love this goddamn country. We all have this unique American privilege where we're so blessed to live here and we're fighting a lot of the wrong battles. Mm-hmm. You know, I my Twitter feed this morning is half of it is things that are upsetting people about Halloween. It's Halloween. Yeah. You're walking around getting free candy. Or, or raisins. Boss. How can you possibly be upset <laughs> on free candy day? It drives right. me crazy. <laughs> it is free candy day. You cannot fuck up free candy day. <laughs> You know who should be upset? Kidnappers. They should be upset. Because mm. it's, it's, it's gotten so much harder, you know, in, in, in this day and age. All these kids have tracking devices. Yeah, well, a kid, kid, get in the car. I got candy. Does it have high fructose corn syrup, you know? <laughs> now you got to sit there and go through a Q&A with yeah. the kid. The allergies. Is it gluten-free? Yeah, does yeah. it contain peanuts? <laughs> I mean, that really is the only upside I always say about all the fat kids we have in society now, is it really has lowered kidnappings. Because you can't get them in as quick. You just can't, you know, you can't get a kid into the car as quick. And then they start questioning you about the quality of the candy. You're like, I'll just go get some other kid. And it's keeping the stats down. But we're going to we're gonna keep the numbers up here in a minute by getting John Moses on the Michter's Voice line. I believe he's a member of AA. So we're going to bring him on to our whiskey-sponsored podcast <laughs> and see if we can cause him the relapse. Uh, I, I saw a set last night. If that didn't cause a relapse, nothing will. John Moses, I love him. He's with us next. Tonight, on an all-new Intervention, we go inside the disturbing new addiction that's bringing America to its knees. My name is Doug Fritz, and I am addicted to yelling at celebrities on Twitter. Everyone in my feed was bashing Ellen DeGeneres, so I did it too, and I got 50 likes. I was like, wow, this is cool. Yelling at celebrities on Twitter was a high like nothing I'd ever felt before. It made me feel morally superior on issues I didn't even know anything about. I was getting a huge rush of approval from people I'd never even met, but they must be cool because they agree with me. I started skipping family functions just so I could try and get complete strangers fired from their jobs. And then I hit rock bottom. My boss saw my hate-filled tweets about the people who were spreading hate. And I got fired. Intervention. The yelling at celebrities on Twitter epidemic. I don't want to put down my phone. Nobody likes me in the real world. There it is. There it is. You know, you come to a show. You come to a show called Everybody Calm Down because we showcase unique people. You come here to, you know, we give you looks you're not going to get anywhere else. This, yeah, ne- right. this next guest, not only a fantastic comic, but you want to talk about unique. One of the few Canadi- Canadians you'll ever meet who's an asshole. Uh, but I love the guy. <laughs> John Moses is on the show. John Moses, good morning to you, sir. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, I, I'm out here doing publicity for Canadian assholes because we are in plentiful. 
<laughs> well, I wanted to say, you know, today is Halloween and happy Halloween. And I, who better to talk Halloween with than a disciple of Justin Trudeau? I mean, you guys really commit up there in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. I love it. I, uh, I love that Trudeau got busted wearing the, uh, the old brown face. It's always, it's the funniest thing because the people that are the most progressive people are the ones who get caught doing that. And, you know, Sean always likes to say it's the guys who are trying to electrocute you into not being gay that are also blowing people on the sides. Isn't it funny how that <laughs> right. works out? Right, right, exactly. It's Halloween, or as Justin Trudeau calls it, Brown Face History Month. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. And he won re-election, man. It's unbelievable. He won a, who did he run against? You know, that's fantastic. He won really won re-election. Let me ask you this, Moses. Um, you're obviously yeah. here in America now, knocking him dead, host of the Fight Stories podcast, which I have never yeah. been invited I'm, on, but I hear I'm, great I'm, things I'm about here it. Until, I'm, I'm here until I get cancer. <laughs> <laughs> you're going home for your own health care? Yeah, that's right. It's a little chemo tourism. Hey, how are you? <laughs> you call yourself a comic. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be slugging it out on WebMD like the rest of us. Come on, man. Here I am thinking you were tough. Um, were you in Canada or were you already here for the Rob Ford stuff when he was alive? God rest his soul. I was here. I was here. Okay, because Rob Ford to me, I loved Rob Ford. You know, oh yeah, he's hilarious. He was a, you know, he was uh he was like your Trump in a sense, except he was more inclined to substance abuse than Twitter abuse. But in a lot of ways, yeah. it was kind of the same thing, right? Yeah, I think so. That's, I mean, that's the. I'm thing. not sure. I'm not sure of like what exactly his his business dealings were, like his business acumen. But you know, he was a uh, he was a larger than life outspoken character for sure. We'll take it. And I, and I think he was probably also like a little more. Um, probably a little more blue collar, you know? Yep. He was one of the, one of the people he was like, one. you see, this is the thing, Moses. We talk about this on the show all the time. We're not a political show. Like we talk about politics a lot, but we don't care. Like, I don't care who anybody votes for or who they don't vote for. I just want people to be cool about who they are or aren't voting for. I don't really care what you do. Like someone wants to slide a check under the door right now. I'm voting whatever way you tell me to, you know what I'm saying? And I oh, think yeah, I'm, I'm three hundred dollars away from going either way. Like whoever, gives, whoever's offering three hundred dollar rebate checks, I will totally abandon my principles. All of them. What what little ones we had left as comedians? Because most comedy gigs on the road, Sean Barry. Mm -hmm. Do you know the scene in Boogie Nights where Don Cheadle is buying bear claws? The cashier gets shot in the head, and yeah. then he sheepishly takes the money out of the register because he feels, you know, and he's right. guilty. Yeah. That, that's most road gigs in comedy. You feel like there's a dead cashier on the counter, and you take a bear claw <laughs> and a couple of bucks and tiptoe out in shame. You know, uh, I, I, I'm sitting in the parking lot of a Dunkin' Donuts somewhere in Maryland right now, on the way back from a gig in Washington, wow. where I felt bad for taking the money. I just mailed it in, and I was like, "All right, took the money, never looked back." <laughs> it's, like, it's like, hey, listen, no. Nobody likes a show off, Moses. You know, Dunkin' Donuts in Maryland. Most of the comics listening to this show would kill for that gig, man. Come on, that's a big... That's, that's, that's a really big deal. But you know what I see going... I know. You know what I see going around, though? I actually... I, I don't think comedians as a whole are going... Certainly not going Republican. But I do think the Democrats have lost them, meaning they're more more inclined. More comics now are just becoming apolitical because they're just finally they're like sick of the outrage mob and the cancel culture and all of that. Well, Also, you know, take a look around. You know, a lot of comics are still white males. And I feel like as a whole, 
the Democrats are doing their damnedest to alienate them and push them out of the party. Yeah, I mean, there's that. That's like, that. I'm, a, I, I'm a Democrat, but I, I, I don't say I, I can say I don't particularly feel welcome. As soon as you get this climate change thing under control, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to save the world and you're leaving. <laughs> but it is but but it is funny that like they have like lectured us about how evil white men, old white men are for like the last 10 years. And now they've got a nomination, a nomination process led by two of the oldest white men that would ever assume the presidency. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, Joe Biden constantly looks like he needs to be put into a home and Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie Sanders just had a fucking heart attack. I mean, I what's this guy? Well, well, Joe Biden looks like he needs to be put in a home. Bernie looks like he, he talks like he escaped from a home. Like he's out there on the street in his robe and he's like, we got to raise taxes. <laughs> like what's going on with this guy? Um, no, I feel, I do feel for you there. I don't, I listen, we're, we're at this point now um, in, in politics. It's just like, to me, it's just disgusting. Like I've outgrown it. I have to cover it every night for a living, but I consume it like it's sports. Like in Kennedy, certainly the girl, you know, the, the show I write for, we're watching, yeah. we're watching sports. We don't care who wins one way or the other at this point, as much as we're just um, breaking it down from a standpoint of why we think one side is winning and the other side is losing um and that's what i think most people should be doing because if you look at if you look at politics as a sports fan you can almost appreciate trump because trump winning the presidency is like division avenue high school winning the nba title like it's not supposed to happen you know what i'm saying so from an underdog standpoint uh it's actually quite an athletic achievement from a democracy standpoint you know it's a mess but you know sometimes sometimes bum fights are better than watching real mma you know so that's, well, I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, it's it certainly opened up the door for for the under for the underdog in like the um, for like the third party candidate, right? Like yep. now, truly, anything can happen. Oh, you yeah. know, but you know, any private guy with you know half a brain could potentially run and win. So you know, let's see what happens. I mean, there's there's it definitely the system definitely needed a shakeup. Yep. I just didn't think just not full on strobe light epileptic seizure. <laughs> you thought a shake up, but not like a snow globe. Like we actually got an upside down. Right. Uh, well, listen, one of the things that pushed him to power was the resistance towards um, the culture war. You know, this anti-political correctness movement. I, and think, all that, of that I stuff. think that's true. Yeah. One that's of, true. And, it's and like, it doesn't and it doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like Democrats have picked up on that. They're still not talking to the uh, to like the um, like the Rust Belt or any of those people who, you know, once upon a time voted for Obama. Yeah. Out no. of desperation. It's funny because they say all Trump voters are racist. They'll be like, well, some of them voted for Obama, yeah, so they you, must have been really desperate. How, yeah, they must you, have been so <laughs> desperate. They're like, just give it to the black fella. Anything. <laughs> they were really desperate. They're like, well, he's half white. <laughs> I'll hold my no. I'm only vi- I'm only voting for half of Obama. That's what they did. They were <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, mo- yeah. Most of these people that the elitists they, they they think the Rust Belt is something you can buy that's like from Prada. They don't even know that it's like a part of the country. But so my right. point my point is. In, in the actual overreach in culture war, which is definitely going on now, we're, we're talking today, it's Halloween morning. And there's a lot of people getting upset about Halloween costumes, which is like, true. don't you get that when you're screaming about pretend, what you're really telling us is we have it like so good. Like, do you think anyone in Venezuela who's barbecuing a zoo animal right now is upset right. because someone dressed as a Disney princess today? Like, there's no All way. Right. There's, there's no way, but that's like a thing. People have gotten upset. Are your kids? Uh, uh, you have you have one daughter, correct? Right. And is she wearing an insensitive costume today? What is she going to rock on Halloween? 
Well, she's going as Tom Brady, so. Wow, that is a, that's we've offensive had, to we me. Had, we had to stuff the jock. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. No, she's going. She's going as like girl Spider Man or something like Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a girl but, superhero. So, but so here. But here's the Halloween. Here's the Halloween uh, treat. See, I'm part native, so I like to throw up. I like to throw up my face full, like full on Indian makeup. Oh, that's funny. And uh, and like full on native regalia, and people like get get to lose their mind for a minute, like a, like it's cultural appropriation, not knowing that my grandfather's native, right? So that's oh. always fun. Oh. But eight years ago, eight years ago, my wife. Also dressed up as Nita. Oh no! <laughs> and took a and took a spray tan. No! Oh boy! Yeah, and now she's petrified. She is petrified about that old costume. Yeah, because the the really though, I mean, that's Halloween can come back and get you. You know, if you guys right. if you guys aren't careful, you're going to become prime minister. You better watch how you play your cards over there, <laughs> yeah. Hotshot. I know. I know. But I, I, I didn't I didn't know that. I didn't know that you were part native. Like I consider myself part native just based on the amount of money I've given to Indian casinos up in Connecticut. Oh, oh, oh I thought you were going to say liver damage. You went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Uh, it's definitely coming. I mean, it it yeah. is definitely coming. But yeah, I've I've yeah. I've made my fair share of donations to the tribes through the years. I mean, I'm not you right. know I'm not. Quite Right. You're, Go ahead. You're not Elizabeth Warren, but still. <laughs> and who and who could be? Um, really funny. <laughs> I, I think where do you like here's another one though. On the slutty costume thing. Yeah. When did that become a thing? Is that my because, favorite? And, well, yeah, I know. It's like I I'm I bitch about it because I'm like, God, oh, you know, not everything has to be slutty. Like slutty Mr. Rogers, I think, is stupid. Slutty Toy Story is stupid. I don't think the slutty yeah. outfit per se is stupid. But I just think at that point you should just go as a slut, you know what I mean, or go as whatever the hell you're going right. to go with. And I'm fine with it, you know. But yeah, I guess, <laughs> right, Mr. Saturday Night. Yeah, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess it was Instagram. Yeah, I mean, funny Toy Story is ridiculous. I think, come on, man, it's like a thing for kids. Funny Mr. Rogers, I just don't get. Yeah, I mean, well, he takes off instead of his sweater, he takes off his pants. It's the same. It's the same dirtbag thing. It's creepy. It's gross. <laughs> and it's like, uh, by the way, I had a joke. I'm not making this up. I had to write commentary for something about Halloween costumes, and I'm going to tell you these two jokes. Um, yeah, throwaway lines, but I'll tell you which one. Just let me tell them to you, and then I'll ask you a question. So the one, yeah. the, these are the two jokes. The one joke was they're making a slutty Popeye's chicken sandwich costume for the chicken lover who would also like crabs. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, the, <laughs> okay. the, the other one was, and they're also making a sexy Toy Story costume. Although, technically speaking, anything is sexy when you've got a Woody and a Buzz. You know, anyway, okay? Now, mind you, in 2019, they let me, they cut the Toy Story joke because of the word Woody, but let me tell a joke about getting crabs. I was like, wait a minute. You can't get the crabs without the Woody. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got to question your police work. Go ahead. The Woody joke was the good joke. I know. That's a creative joke. Gone. Never to air. Never to air. The television producers were like, not other Woody. Not Woody. But crabs all day. Let's get out. Get out there, Don Shula. You little crab shack. Get out there. I mean, freaky times, John Moses. But I have you on to talk about joke editing and stuff like this because I was telling our audience before you came on that I consider you the genuine article and that I've never seen you self-edit to appease a crowd. And I respect the shit out of that. Um, I had Nick DiPaolo on last week. We're having a similar conversation about this. Because, right. because on some level, like, 
comics have set themselves back in the last few years by embracing some of these tropes about like punching down, punching up, things like that. Those don't actually help us. They don't actually help audiences. They actually stifle comedy, don't you think? I think that if that's somebody, I think that nobody these days should be walking into a show without doing a little bit of homework. You know, yeah. at least not like a headliner show. Mm-hmm. I, I have like one of the records for uh, for walking an audience member. <laughs> I was at I was at Foxwoods and, you know, comics up there. And the woman comes in and she sat down right in the front. She was very early with her elderly mother who was in a wheelchair. I guess they Googled me and watched the YouTube video and got out and walked out before the show even started. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. Like, I don't want you, I don't want some old woman sitting there with their arms crossed for 45 minutes. No. Like, go leave. Like, I'd be happy for you to leave. I want the people there who are going to enjoy themselves. Uh And there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to, you know, do a little homework. Now, if you're walking in on a showcase set in New York City, well, then you just got to suck it up. You know? (laughs) It's only, it's only 15 minutes. You know, it might feel longer. There's going to be. I, I guarantee you there's going to be some some woman with a cat sweater following shortly. Just, you know, <laughs> your time's coming. <laughs> time. It is, but it's true. And you know what, man? The fact that we really are catering the world to people's feelings, it's just so self-destructive. Because you know who actually doesn't care about your feelings? Life. Life doesn't care about your feelings. Mm-hmm. So your right. comedy club shouldn't. Your Twitter feed shouldn't. Because if you're walking down the street with your best friend tomorrow and they get hit by a bus, they're not going to throw it in reverse because of your feelings. Your best friend's just going to be run over, you know? And right. But, 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 you can, but you can curate your Twitter feed, your Netflix queue. Yeah. Like, then don't go out. Stay inside, watching the net. Have a baguette and watch the net. <laughs> <laughs> the net and a baguette. It's like net, net. I think you could. You know what's funny? You could reconfigure Netflix slang for every type of comedy. So it's like baguette and then a net. Bill Cosby could be yeah. Netflix and pill instead of chill. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could. It probably uh, yeah. works with every comic if you went through it and did it like that. Um, I'm I'm with you, man. I I like I'm I'm at this I'm at this other place where I feel like if comics are smart. This is we could there's almost this is the point in the zeitgeist where you could we could finally fight back as a group and take back speech a little bit because there's enough people now that are sick of it on both sides. It used to be a one sided issue, you know, Uh, they will. Yeah, and they are. It's like they're almost creating Republicans like people aren't ready to vote vote Trump uh, in the comedy community per se, but they're definitely not voting Elizabeth Warren, who was going to throw them in jail for using the wrong gender pronouns. You know, well, uh, when all of a sudden people are, are nailing Chappelle for being a Republican or thinking that he yeah. might be Republican uh-huh. just based off of his comedy special. Yeah. It's we're, like- in a, we're in a weird place <laughs> with this whole freedom of speech thing. You know? Yeah. Like when you're pigeonholing people politically because of, because of what they say in a comedy special, yeah. We're in a weird spot. Yeah, you kind of. Yeah, well, that's the thing. They're not. They're jokes. They're, they're not necessarily the guy's social views. They're not his campaign policy platforms. But, but you know what? But even if they. But be, but even if they are his social views, so what? Yeah, it's like they're just his social views. You could get over it and relax, right? Is what I say. Yeah. I shout out to Chappelle on that. Does he have to? But does he have to? Do you have to agree with him one hundred percent on every single social view? Like, is there no? 
you know, like well, you, you can't agree with somebody 80% of the time. He's a piece of garbage. If, if you're not like 97% in agreement. <laughs> yeah. Well, to answer your question. Yes. I mean, that's the reality that that's the world we allowed to take shape. Like they wanted a, right. one, they wanted a one size fits all society where everybody sees things exactly the same way. And I've said right. this on the show before, like Patrice O'Neill used to do this great bit about being pro racism because he liked knowing where people stood anyway. You know, right. he was talking about how white people feel guilty. Like if they're walking down the street, they see three black dudes come and they feel bad running away because they don't want to insult the black people. He's like, but if I'm walking down the street, I three, I see three skinhead motherfuckers come and he's like, I'm running. He's like, I don't care that, that your feelings are going to be hurt. I don't want to get beat up, you know? And right. I mean, let's face it. Patrice wasn't running very fast. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't getting far. I mean, he wasn't, let's, you know, he wasn't getting far. They were far. catching him. Even though he's black, they were catching him. <laughs> well, he was, um, he was missing a toe, I think. Yeah, it's, well, it wasn't the easiest. <laughs> but also, I, I think I Twitter and Facebook and all this social media stuff has definitely contributed to the polarization mm-hmm. because it allows people, it really just like showcased the worst in people and it allows people to get furious without actually having to go on like go out into communities and meet people, yeah. you know, like I bet you half of the people on Twitter who make these outrageous claims are probably pretty good people that you'd enjoy and be able to sit down uh-huh. and, uh, and have like a decent meal with people need to go to Cracker Barrel and turn to the person next to them and introduce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> like they do at the beginning of church on a Sunday, yeah. say hello to your neighbor, <laughs> yeah. introduce exactly. yourself, shake hands, say hello. That's no, exactly. True. I feel like Cracker Barrel is going to be like the, uh, like middle America. <laughs> it's really funny. And it's really true because like we've gotten to this place where everything is so convenient in terms of expressing your emotions. Like, you know, you can protest from the toilet. I was, uh, you know, it's like, it's like, um, death threats, death threats. Um, I'm sure you get them here and there. I certainly get them being on Fox. They're not flattering. They're not flattering anymore because it doesn't take any effort. You know, uh, you used to get a death threat. It's because you inspired somebody to go to a payphone or cut the words out of a magazine. And it was like, you felt like you were really making it. Yeah, you did. You're like, you know, I made a connection here, good or bad. I was affecting someone. You know, when someone just tweets, I'm going to blow up your house. I'm like, good. I could use the insurance money. I could get this monkey off my back and downsize. You know what I'm saying, John Moses? (laughs) Here's my road schedule. Make sure I'm away. (laughs) Do a brother a favor, man. Uh, John Moses, you you did us a big favor today. We appreciate you coming on the show, man. Always a pleasure talking. We're going to do it again soon. I want to come on fight stories. I have two really good fight stories that need to be told. So, oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, work it out. I want to come on. I want to tell to one of them I can tell by name. The other one, I actually don't know if I could reveal the name on the air because it wasn't a fight I was a part of, but it was a fight I witnessed, which is, and it was, oh, a, yeah, those are great. Third person counts are great. No, no, they're not. I promise. It's not as bad <laughs> as it sounds because it was at NBC and I could probably tactfully explain it, but it's a, yeah. it's, it's a fight that involves people making news at NBC right now, and it's spectacular. And I just happened to be there <laughs> as a guest of somebody who was like filling in on a new show. And I, yeah. oh, I, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it. Let's just leave that be as the tease. Yes. You, you go have a happy Halloween. Best of luck with your Nazi costume. I think it's a great look for you. <laughs> you got it, sure. Elizabeth Warren, twenty twenty. See, <laughs> See, buddy, there he goes, John Moses, ladies and gentlemen. A dude I would have talked to for like another half hour. But I got to get to a radio studio. We got to wrap up pretty quick here. Because I got to get into the big city on Halloween Mm -hmm. before the Halloween parade starts. Host Fox News. You know, it's a a big day. Fox News Radio. And I am on uh, the the Kennedy Party panel tonight in action. Costume free, though. I'm not showing up in a costume. Uh, But let's wrap real quick. We got to go real quick. When we come back, a couple headlines are out of here.
There it is, Sean Barry. Yeah. On a special Halloween edition of the show. Dean Imperial, man, my favorite, tells my favorite Halloween story. Um, how he likes the morning after Halloween. Because he gets to see the couples oh, fighting yeah. in costume. <laughs> Gonna pee on Eminem, yelling at a plain Eminem <laughs> in the middle of the street. <laughs> Which really is funny. I mean, I, I back to the sexy costume thing that I was harping on. I hate that they're making sexy kid costumes because you feel like a freaking loser. You'd be the party talking to a, you know. Just weird. There's so many other options. Yeah. Choosing a kid's. Yeah. I don't know, themed. Why, you know, why, yeah, why are you putting me on Jeffrey Epstein's jet? Right. What do I look like, Prince Andrew? <laughs> I don't want to hit on a kid. Yeah. You know? I don't want to hit on an adult. It sounds exhausting. I'm going to read about your mysterious suicide tomorrow. Isn't that a great story? Uh, this, two women came up to me at Gotham. <laughs> like we're gonna, we're gonna take you home. She's like, like, oh, look at, like, we're gonna bang you like all night long. And I was like, that sounds horrible. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's let's go to the diner. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about our feelings. Do you guys root for any football teams? I mean, all night long. I'm yeah. not a piece of meat, ladies. Uh, one quick headline, Sean Barry, because we're out of time today, but right. it is Halloween. Do you know how many pounds of candy Americans consume today? Just today? Just today. Oof. Pounds, huh? Like I don't know if you could per, get this right. I couldn't. I wouldn't have got this. I don't know. If I had to say something, man, even like even like two pounds sounds disgusting. But it's got to be more than that, right? No, how many pounds the country consumes? Oh. By American, I'll tell you that last. But the oh, country okay. consumes 600 million oh. pounds of candy today. <laughs> what the hell did you just say? 600 million pounds of candy. The average person consumes 8,000 calories of Halloween candy Oof. over the course of like this week and into the weekend. Right, right. Candy corn and you stuff like that. Yeah. Can you eat the candy corn, Sean Barry? Uh, you know what it is? Every year I just have one. And it hurts my teeth and I get mad. I, just to remind myself of, of why I don't like it. What candy <laughs> What candy are you sticking with? What was your port in the storm through all these years? What candy has consistently been part of a Sean Barry administration? Um, well, these days I don't really eat candy anymore, but I, mm -hmm. I would say uh, it's either like a Snickers, anything peanut butter based. You got peanut butter in there, I'm all about it. Okay, so you you're pro-peanut. No, I love a peanut M&M. I consider yeah. peanut M&M the purest, best candy, pound mm -hmm. for pound. Interesting footnote to history about the peanut M&M. Yeah. Um, the both both were invented for U.S. soldiers overseas in World War One mm. because the shell kept them from melting as easily because they wanted to give them like a sweet ration. Right. Um, but they were concerned with the melting, so they made that shell specifically so it because it would preserve the candy in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, there you hands. go, not in your hands. Bang, boom. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, so when you're eating peanut M and M's, you're being patriotic. Right on. How about that? Yeah, and you get a little protein in there. Yeah, man boobs for America. Here we go. Where's that slogan, peanut M&M's? I mean, get behind it. You can do that. I'll give it to you in this order. A peanut M&M, pound for pound is my one. Mm -hmm. uh, Snickers and a Reese's peanut butter cup in any order are my right. two and Same. three. Um, I can fuck with a Butterfinger, probably in my top five. And the transition, this is tough, but my five is probably either a uh, 100 grand bar Mm -hmm. Or a Baby Ruth, like something in that other realm of just chocolate, right? Chocolate caramel thing. Was that was it called? Take five, where it's like a pretzel and peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah, together, that's fantastic. That's really good. Sometimes yeah. it gets a little too busy for me. Mm -hmm. You know, they do too much. The chocolate, the, the you know, the pretzel stuff doesn't always age the best. But again, I uh, like, like the combination salty sweet. You know, you do right. See, if I had to eat anything now, like it's it's never something you're gonna get in a Halloween bucket. It's basically like you know. Fancy dark chocolate with, you know, sea salt or something. You are like a fancy lad, I am. Sean Barry. I really, am. really, a bon vivant for a guy wearing a Chiquita banana costume right well, now well. at 10 in the morning on a Thursday. <laughs> it just felt right. I don't think anybody who saw you walk into the studio this morning was like, now that's a fancy guy. That's a cultured gentleman 
we need to get behind. Uh, what's, weird, what's, what's weird is that when I don't wear this on, or when I wear this when it's not Halloween, I should say. Shawnee. Yeah. <laughs> it is true, by the way. <laughs> I was drinking coffee. I'm, I'm glad I didn't laugh while I was drinking. I'm going to get the coffee in the nose thing. I got a whole show to do. Um, check me out on the Kennedy program tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I will be on the party panel with Guy Benson. Mm. Guest hosting the show, the least he could do. We guest host the shit out of his show mm-hmm. quite a bit on this program. Uh, you can hear me on Fox News Radio today from noon to 3. D.C. Benny will be on the show. Nice. Great friend of this program. Amen. First white guy to play the Apollo. A phenomenal comic, uh, and his proverbial showbiz ship sails in because he gets into the ring with Big Game James today on national radio at 12 noon. Uh, big shout-out to John Moses. Listen to the Fight Stories podcast. It's basically has people on. They talk about fights they got into. It's actually pretty solid. Oh, so it's not like, a, not like professional fights. No, like no, it's about fights. Legitimate like street fights. fights you got into oh, as a kid great. or as a friend or as a pal. That's why I want to go on. I saw a fight at NBC that would shock the conscience, and it happened in broad daylight in plain view of a lot of people, and I am so amazed that it's not a bigger news story. Right. But apparently they know how to keep things on the hush over there. According to Frank Sinatra's son, Ronan, <laughs> they're pretty good at keeping secrets. Uh, so I'll let them have their, their day. Uh, but this one's over. Uh, tune in tomorrow where Jenny Fela closes the week with a wife privilege edition of Everybody Calm Down. She's the best. It's assuming she's done trick-or-treating by then. Jenny goes hard on Halloween. You I give know. a mom, you know, an outfit, an excuse to go pedal. Because, you know, what they're doing on Halloween. The kids are getting trick-or-treats. They're towing a, a, a radio flyer wagon full of booze. <laughs> I had no idea what dirtbag suburban moms are. Moms, the, what do you think I'm doing? Well, you, but that's every day. It's not Halloween. <laughs> These women are just doing it that one time. So I applaud their restraint. You are another story for another time. They're missing out. The show's over. Uh, never do business with a guy whose last name is a city. Never go near a woman with a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Never shoot pool with a guy who brings his own table. I agree with that. Stick to that. You'll do okay in this world. The show is over. Get the fuck out. Happy Happy Halloween. to mommy go home bye go home to mommy go home to mommy